Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. This week on Talk Nation Radio, we're talking impeachment, and we're not inviting any guest on because I have too much to say myself, and the guest wouldn't get a word in edgewise. I have wanted to impeach and remove from office every U.S. president in my lifetime for various reasons, all of them far more serious than the reasons that any of those presidents were impeached or challenged in any way over. Uh, Certainly, Bill Clinton should have been impeached and removed from office for reasons other than the reasons for which he was impeached. Certainly, George W. Bush and Richard B. Cheney should have been impeached and removed from office for a long, long laundry list of crimes and abuses and offenses. I I worked with Congressman Dennis Kucinich and numerous allies and experts to draft dozens of articles of impeachment against Bush and against Cheney, and the congressman introduced a selection of them into Congress, and we later published them in a book. Uh, And of course, the precedent was set of not impeaching the president or the vice president for those outrages, many of which have been so normalized and routinized by the the years since, uh, in particular by President Barack Obama, that the, that normalization has outlasted his reign. The, the the torture and the murder and the warrantless spying and the lawless imprisonment and, and so forth that people were outraged by. People were in the streets over when George W. Bush was president. Uh, have been so accepted during the Obama years that they remain accepted despite the Trump face on them, despite the radically altered rhetoric, the kill their families, the, the war exclusively to steal the oil, openly, openly, we're there to steal their oil, not what a left-wing conspiracy to suggest that oil has anything to do with it, but of course we're there to steal their oil, and yet the war's roll on. We have passed the support the troops point. If you all recall, there was a moment in the very early days of the war on Afghanistan and the war on Iraq that started these past decades of of war madness when you had strong support among the U.S. public. And within a year to a year and a half of each of those wars beginning, you had a strong majority that's never never shrunk uh, back. Uh, below a majority, that said and continues to say those wars never should have been begun. But for many years, you had a majority saying the wars never should have been begun, but you didn't have a majority saying end them, because ending them would be some sort of an affront to the sainted troops, uh, the, the poor people you're sending into the wars as if it's to benefit them uh, and not the, the oil corporations and the weapons dealers and, and the politicians. And, uh, and yet now, now you have a huge majority saying end the wars. And the, and the support the troops nonsense isn't blocking it. The polling by Data for Progress, a group that finally, finally did polling on foreign policy, found 84% of the U.S. public wanting the wars ended. 
I do not know what percentage of the U.S. public knows the wars are happening. That would be interesting information uh, because I suspect it's it's disturbingly high. Uh, the the percentage that does not know the wars are happening is disturbingly high. But 16% of the U.S. public, uh, Democratic Party-identified members of the U.S. public are in the single digits wanting the wars to continue, uh, and yet they roll on. Normal, routine, unquestioned, unchallenged, and unended. Uh, and now you have impeachment finally uh, being treated as a, as a serious measure by the so-called leadership of the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives. Uh, this is the same Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, who refused to allow the impeachment of Cheney or Bush, uh, who dictated to then Judiciary Chairman John Conyers that there would be no impeachment, that he could in fact hold a, a fake impeachment hearing and review impeachable offenses as long as he committed up front to not impeaching anyone no matter what was heard at the hearing. Uh, and the logic was that you're better off running against Bush and Cheney, or you're better off running against uh, an, an open office rather than a new incumbent, uh, and focusing on the next election uh, rather than protecting the U.S. public and the world from an out-of-control uh, White House. Uh, and that, of course, remains the priority uh, for the so-called leadership of the Democratic Party. And, and so now you have impeachment finally happening against a president who has escalated several wars, who has threatened nuclear war against two countries, who has supported coups in at least two countries, who has escalated the arming uh, of countries around the world, dictatorships and so-called democracies alike, who has expanded the military bases and the militarism and, and the horrendous rhetoric uh, who has pardoned the most horrendous war crimes and pledged to campaign for re-election with those pardoned criminals. Uh, and yet he's being impeached for hesitating, for delaying shipments of, uh, that is, payments of money to pay for shipments of U.S. weapons to Ukraine to use in a war against the other major nuclear power on Earth, Russia, something that even Obama, for all of his out-of-control militarism, wouldn't do, uh, and yet Trump delaying it is the big offense. Uh, in fairness, the, the offense is really the reason why he's delaying it, and that is to dig up dirt on Joe Biden, a political opponent. Uh, but it's, it's bizarre that that delay in free weapons being given to Ukraine, a coup government, a right-wing government with Nazi elements, is the, is the impeachable offense. Not that it shouldn't be an impeachable offense, but this is worse, worse than getting Al Capone on, on taxes, as some people have characterized it. If you look at the collection of impeachable offenses of which Donald Trump is guilty, uh, as we will do momentarily, um, it's important, I think, to remember where Russiagate came from, because the purpose of this 
Ukraine gate impeachment, uh, I think is threefold. To try to make Trump look bad while keeping him in office and avoiding any risk of a conviction and removal. To try to make Joe Biden look good as Trump's opponent, Trump's victim. I'm not sure that's working very well. Uh, and I certainly hope it doesn't. Uh, and to play up Russiagate, to, to push the pretense that Ukrainegate is being piled on top of a successful Russiagate. So you have witnesses brought in with firsthand information on Ukrainegate who are then allowed to rant and rave and speculate and make uh, unproven assertions about Russiagate, assertions that are unproven despite years of the U.S. government putting everything it had into trying to prove them. Uh, and coming up short. Uh, and where did Russiagate come from? It came from the Democratic Party leadership wanting to avoid the story, to distract from the story of how badly the Democratic Party slanted its primaries against the campaign of Senator Bernie Sanders. And that story vanished and was replaced by Russiagate. Uh, which also was driven by a desire to excuse the failed election campaign of Hillary Clinton, to blame it on some foreign force, to blame it on some demonized foreign leader, to blame it on uh, a foreign country. Now, if Hillary Clinton had not had her heart set on blaming Russians, she might have blamed uh, quite a few things for her 2016 defeat, including an electoral college that gave a win to a loser, open intimidation and incitement of violence, stripping of voters from the rolls, often in a racist manner, court battles by the Trump campaign to oppose the counting of votes, voter ID laws blocking people's suffrage, a scarcity of polling places in poor neighborhoods, corporate media that promoted Donald Trump because it was good for ratings, and Hillary Clinton's own god-awful resume and campaign, etc., etc. And also this, the exit polls showed... Hillary Clinton winning Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. But an inexplicable red shift altered those results. And that topic is strictly forbidden in respectable Democratic Party political circles. You must allow elections to be stolen from you and not challenge it. So now we have an impeachment that's driven by the desire to avoid all of these topics, to avoid any actual reform of, an, of a completely broken election system that could hardly be besmirched by uh, anything Russia could do with, with face, Facebook ads, uh, you know, and, and despite the fact that nobody is actually claiming that these Facebook ads or anything else uh, altered the outcome of the election, that is what everybody is claiming uh, without explicitly claiming it. It is, it is absolutely bizarre. While Donald Trump is about to fly off to London to openly try to influence uh, the elections in the UK in collusion with a candidate in those elections, and nobody cares, uh, no corporate media outlet in the United States, to, to my knowledge, uh, cares a damn. Uh, so here you have 
on impeachment driving hypocrisy, driving U.S. exceptionalism, driving militarism. If you're against Trump, you're for weapons to Ukraine, you're for war with Russia, you're for pretenses of Russian aggression and Russian attacks on Crimea, uh, and, and you're in support of obliviousness and ignorance and amnesia around the U.S.-backed coup in Ukraine and the expansion of NATO and the U.S. militarism and the U.S. weapons sales that drive the new Cold War. And you're in favor of partisanship, hyper-partisanship, and a-factual politics, uh, beliefs based on preference and partisan line. And this is in the context, as I alluded to earlier, of an enormous list of impeachable offenses that are proven, that are documented, that are incapable of needing to be proven because they are public acts openly bragged about uh, by the President of the United States, not in need of any investigation, uh, in in fact, incapable of being investigated, as there's nothing more you could possibly know about them. Uh, And yet, we're stuck with an impeachment around Ukraine gate that uh, obviously has persuaded a lot of people, but not everyone. Uh, Obviously has reached a certain standard of indictment and impeachment, but not necessarily conviction. Uh, And look at what's being brushed aside as acceptable from this point forward for every U.S. president. Violations of the Constitution's two emoluments clauses, foreign and domestic, financial corruption, profiteering from the presidency, literally thousands of such instances documented thus far during the Trump presidency uh, in unprecedented violation of the U.S. Constitution. You know, we go back to to how quaint it was for Jimmy Carter to have to give up his peanut farm and so forth. Trump is not giving up anything. He's openly, blatantly, arrogantly profiting from the presidency financially uh, in gross violation of the Constitution and imperiling U.S. policy, domestic and foreign, Uh, And this has been known and indisputable since Inauguration Day. Uh, This is a president who has incited violence, incited racist hatred and violence, said he would uh, take care of people's legal bills if they engaged in violence, said he would pardon people if they would commit crimes, told border guards, commit crimes to build my wall and I will pardon you, and who has in fact pardoned outrageous war crimes and pardoned a sheriff in Arizona who put up electric fencing around Latino prisoners, uh, some of whom died in what he called a concentration camp. Uh, And there's not a question, did Trump issue these pardons or not? He did. It's simple fact. It's indisputable fact. We shouldn't be dealing with anything questionable here. Uh, This is a president who has discriminated on the basis of religion in immigration policy. This is not something up for dispute, who has interfered with voting rights, who has waged numerous illegal wars, illegal threats of nuclear war, who has obstructed justice openly, has declared emergencies uh, explicitly to violate congressional law and spend 
money on things like a border wall that he had been forbidden to spend it on. These are not disputable accusations. These are open facts, which is something Congress doesn't seem to want. When when Ukraine Gate was first cooked up, Trump went on television and asked China if they would dig up some dirt on Joe Biden, which almost derailed the whole thing because Trump was doing publicly what the what the Democrats in the House wanted to investigate. Uh, not only is it thought of as worse if it's secret, but it's preferable if it's secret because you can investigate it and fail to get to the bottom of it, uh, which helps the cause of making Trump look bad, but not risking conviction, not risking removal from office. This is a president who has colluded, in fact, with a foreign government uh, against the interests of the United States while he was president-elect, but that government was Israel, uh, so who cares? Uh, this is a president who has politicized prosecutions, who has blatantly and openly and proudly failed to responsibly prepare for or respond to a couple of disastrous hurricanes, who separates children from their families and locks them in cages, who has illegally attempted to influence elections, who has paid off uh, people for their silence, who has uh, committed tax fraud and deceived the public about his taxes and his income and his wealth, who has assaulted freedom of the press in numerous ways, who has supported a coup in Venezuela and one in Bolivia, who has openly and intentionally and explicitly sought not just to avoid addressing climate collapse, but to exacerbate it, to worsen it, to hasten the destruction of this planet as a habitable place for our species, uh, who has refused to comply with subpoenas when investigated, uh, who has illegally proliferated nuclear technology to places like Saudi Arabia, who has... Uh, uh, it removed the United States from the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty illegally in violation of the treaty, uh, who has uh, refused to comply with the impeachment inquiry now that it's going, which is, of course, an impeachable offense in itself. So there is an enormous list, and we could keep going, going, going with the outrages. And in fact, at rootsaction.org, uh, one of the places I work, uh, we've put together websites on this and a book on this. You can go to rootsaction.org, click on the impeachment section, click through to get a copy of a book of 25 articles of impeachment ready to go together with some analysis and impeachment strategy and impeachment frequently asked questions and answers. Uh, I recommend taking that information to your member of Congress, which you can also do by email and phone call through rootsaction.org, uh, as we have been doing since Inauguration Day, and demand that if they are going to move forward with impeachment, they add in the strongest possible impeachable offenses that are beyond dispute to set the precedent that at least the House cares uh, and to put senators on their heels to require that senators uh, either convict or acquit 
by stating that these outrages are acceptable to them. Uh, you know, there's this, there's this claim that, well, the Senate will never, ever convict, so therefore the House doesn't need to bother doing its job. On the contrary, the House is required by the oaths of office taken by every member of the House to do the best possible job they can uh, and to present the strongest possible case to the Senate. And then it's up to the Senate to act. Uh, but we haven't gotten there. Uh, the House hasn't done its job. It's fallen down on doing its job. The false claims and misunderstandings go beyond the notion that we can predict that the Senate will never convict. I mean, we aren't, we aren't very far removed. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, pretty much everyone was predicting that the House could never impeach. Uh, so these things change, and they change rapidly when you have effective impeachment hearings, uh, as was seen with Richard Nixon, for example. Uh, there is no guarantee that if the House were to hold persuasive uh, public hearings on the strongest impeachable offenses, that the Senate would be guaranteed not to convict. Who knows? We have to, we have to demand that it be attempted, uh, and then we'll see. Um, but the false claims and, and misunderstandings go beyond this. You have uh, also the notion that a lot of the worst impeachable offenses are not actually impeachable offenses. So there were articles of impeachment uh, against Richard Nixon for his war crimes, that is his criminal wars, uh, but they weren't passed out of the House Judiciary Committee. Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, as noted, these presidents have not been held accountable for their war crimes. But that's not written into the Constitution. That's a choice by Congress. Uh, and Congress can make different choices, and it darn well better start making different choices uh, if it's going to do its job of protecting the U.S. public and the earth from abusive presidents. There are also widespread misconceptions about what requires an investigation. There, there's, there's this just sort of uh, simple explanation belief that because Congress is pursuing Ukraine gate, that's the charge that has the most evidence behind it. And Congress would be pursuing abuse of pardon power or violation of emoluments clauses or any of these other claims if it were capable of finding enough evidence. And the people who will who will make this you know absolutely nonsensical assertion to you, uh, in, including people who who interview me on in media outlets, uh, will simultaneously uh, state, as a matter of fact, that they know, as a hundred percent documented fact, that Trump is guilty of these outrages. They know through some special magical powers, presumably, that Trump has violated the emoluments clauses and abused the pardon power and on and on and on through the list. And yet, they imagine that Congress is lacking in evidence, in proof, in documentation, simply because Congress isn't pursuing the charges. This, you know, this is twisted thinking at its extreme uh, and uh, needs to be countered. Uh, so if if impeachment moves from Adam Schiff, from uh, you know, from this this militarist committee 
to the Judiciary Committee chaired by Gerald Nadler, an individual who for years has asserted that Trump has committed various impeachable offenses yet has failed to move impeachment against him for those offenses, we need to demand action from Gerald Nadler or we need to demand Nancy Pelosi's permission for him to act as he appears to be uh, her servant. Um, What Nancy Pelosi wants uh, is clearly bad press for Donald Trump, good press for Joe Biden, uh, and no risk of conviction or removal. Uh, this isn't what we should be wanting. <laughs> there is you know, a long time left to go in Trump's first term. Trump's second term is made more likely by failure to bring strong charges against him uh, and by failure to convict and remove him. Uh, and, and the notion that the new Gerald Ford, the new replacement, should Trump uh, or Trump and Pence be removed from office, would somehow be a strong candidate uh, for immediate re-election is not supported by logic or, or, or U.S. history. Uh, you know, and, and, and the, the Pence terror the notion that it would be worse to have Pence than Trump if Trump were held accountable for his worst offenses and removed from office. It, it is just the cult of personality politics on steroids. The important thing is that who holds that office understand that they can be held accountable, that they can be impeached and removed. That's the important thing doesn't matter who holds that office. Uh, I, I would rather have the very worst politician in the United States hold that office under imminent threat of being removed should they step out of line uh, than have the very best U.S. politician hold that office with unlimited royal powers. Uh, that's the situation we're in at present. I actually think we may be reaching a point in time when a greater percentage of the U.S. public begins to recognize the damage done by not having impeached George W. Bush and Dick Cheney at the start of these insane wars uh, and the erosion of freedoms and the diversion of resources and the brutalization of our society and the militarization of the police and the expansion of racism and xenophobia and bigotry and the escalation of environmental destruction and extraction. Uh, the, The logic Uh, among the so-called leadership of the Democrats in Washington was then, as it is now, that elections are everything uh, and impeachment should be used, uh, if at all, as a show, as as a publicity stunt. What we need to demand is the precedent setting impeachment and removal of criminal officials, presidents, vice presidents, and otherwise for the protection, for the urgent protection of the United States and the rest of the globe. We don't have a lot of time to work with here. The environmental catastrophe, the risk of nuclear catastrophe, both are as high as they have ever been and getting higher. There, There is not time to waste on putting up pretenses and waiting and seeing. We have an actual emergency on our hands. 
we we have an actual extinction of humanity threatened we have to use the tools that are available to us impeachment or otherwise to change things to reverse things you look around this planet now and you see masses of people in the streets uh, in dozens of countries in many cases effecting positive change and you walk through the streets of Washington DC and it's deserted it's a ghost town people have been told they're powerless people have been told their only power is in elections and so they sympathize with the Congress members prioritization of elections over all else nothing could be more misguided we're not going to get meaningful substantive elections with real choices uh, and verifiable outcomes through elections we're going to get them the same way that people have always changed the world through activism this is talk nation radio i'm david swanson take action at rootsaction.org help end war at worldbeyondwar.org all past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way.